This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Hi, and welcome to this episode. So today I'm going to get super practical and I want to talk about and give you three powerful and practical ways to claim back your time and your energy. And this has come from some conversations I've been having with my clients recently. So a lot of the content for these podcasts really comes from work that I'm doing with my high level visionary CEO clients and really looking at what helps them become visionaries, what helps them kind of get their message out into the world and activate that vision and create amazing things, and what stops them, what gets in their way. And so I was working with some new clients um, in the last week, in the last couple of days, and I realized that sometimes in order to create something different, you need to create space and time. So it's all very well for me to say, connect your vision and do this and do that and be in my kind of visionary space, which is often where I sit and where I love to sit. But I often say that my work is profound and practical. So I want to work at a deep level with you. I want you to get transformation. I want you to be connected at a deep level to your biggest vision, the change you want to make in the world. That's my DNA. It'll be in your DNA also as a visionary founder. And I want to make it super practical. And sometimes it's putting the foundation pieces in place that really enable us to make that change. So again, I'm recording this in September. And it isn't just for September, but I think September is a great time for new starts, for reflection, as I've said before, to take a step back, to start to think about what you're creating moving forward, what you like in your life, what you don't like in your life, what you want to change, all of that stuff. So today I'm going to talk about three practical ways that you can really reclaim back your time and energy. Because what I find when I first start working with people is often I'm saying, you know, you need to connect your vision, you need to do this, that and the other. And we're talking about big stuff. And I can tell none of it's going in because their diary is packed from morning to night, into the night, probably. They have no time and space. And so we get in that very reactive, busy mode. And what I know for myself and what I know from working with hundreds of clients through the years is that you cannot create, you cannot really even think about what the way forward is until you create some space. So, and this is a little bit counterintuitive because when you look at your diary, people say to me, well, my diary's booked. Like, what do I do? I need to do all these things. How do I possibly create space? And I say to them, look, this is kind of like a magical process. So when you look at your diary now, there is no time and space. That's one reality. Okay. And it's true. And it's also true that you can create something different. So time is such a valuable commodity for us as visionaries. Using your time wisely, being able to stretch time, not being controlled by time. You know, I think that sense of like, oh my gosh, there's not enough hours in the day is so disempowering for us. It really takes us in a space of feeling like there's no way we're ever going to get everything done. And you just have that horrible feeling of being like a hamster wheel. And I know that feeling, right? Because I'm driven, I'm ambitious, I want to create change in the world. 
And actually, this was me pre the summer because I'm expanding the vision, the vision for the business and the business itself massively this year. And, you know, I'm the same as you guys. I hit these growth kind of like and, and capacity plateaus, if you like. And so before summer, I actually got on to employing a new business coach. And when I was talking to her, she said, well, but where's the space for you to do these things? You need to create space. And I had the same reaction as you guys probably will when you first said of like, but I haven't got any space. You know, I'm a single mom. I've got to do the school runs. I only have short days. I only have X number of hours in the day. Everything's booked, blah, blah, blah. And it's the benefit of having the summer off, which is why I'm recording this now, made me think, you know what, that's a whole load of BS, actually. I know that I can create my reality. And I know that when I step into that creator space rather than being a reactor and I claim back my time and I start to organize my life and time in a way that works for me and in a way that feeds my energy, that everything shifts really fast. And so I took a step back and I started to look at how I create my life and day in a way that works for me and in a way that's going to help me achieve what I really want to achieve. And, you know, if you know the Stephen Covey urgent importance model, it's a four box model, it's moving out of focusing really on what's urgent and important. You know, things are like, I have to do it today, I have to do it today, I have to do it today. And moving into the non-urgent important. So all the bits are truly going to move your business forward, like the strategy, the ideas, the new concepts, talking to new people, forming new collaborations, all the stuff that doesn't absolutely need to be done today, but is totally the stuff that will move your business forward and actually quantum leap your business into new places and new horizons moving forward. So without further ado, I want to tell you my three top tips for being the creator, not the reactor, claiming back your time and energy, and really having that lovely sense of being back in control, you know, being back in the driving seat of your life and your work and your business. So number one, I've spoken about this before, and you can go back and check the previous episode on this, but, you know, it's so important how you set up your day. And actually, I've just had this revelation, which I thought I'd share with you, that I just bought a Lumi alarm clock. So I don't know if you guys have heard of these things. They've been around for a long time. I've never had one before. But it basically wakes you up gradually in the morning. And so it's supposed to replicate kind of waking up with natural light. And you can set it, the sunrise and sunset, with music or nice relaxing sounds, white noise, whatever you like, whatever relaxes you. And it gradually increases the light. So it means you wake up naturally without an alarm. As a parent, I have really struggled in the last six months or so to get my daughter out of bed in the morning. I got her one of these alarm clocks and me, and it's a revelation. Oh my goodness, she gets up. She's not grumpy. I'm not like shaking her in the morning to get her out of bed. I've set it the last two mornings and I'm just like, the al- I haven't even got to the alarm bit. I'm just like, oh time to get up. It's light. So I recommend Lumi alarm clocks. That's my (laughs) an additional bonus tip. So setting up your day. So again, I've talked about this before, but setting up your day is one of the best things that you can do for yourself as a visionary founder and as anybody in work and business actually, which is to not have your phone next to your bed, not check your emails in the morning, not wake up and launch yourself out of bed and start on your to-do list, okay? Ideally, not wake up and deal with children either, but actually to create that time and space in the morning, even if it's five, 10 minutes, if you've got young kids, to connect, 
to lie in bed, to maybe do a little meditation, to do some journaling. And if you can only do one thing, I want you to just lie in bed, take some deep breaths, feel relaxed and connect to your biggest vision and just let that vision flow through you. So my biggest vision is to revolutionize life and work so that we all get to live extraordinary lives and have extraordinary businesses. That's my biggest vision. And so when I connect to that in the morning, it's like I can feel it and luxuriate in it. I'm not trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. I'm not trying to connect to the business. I'm not thinking about the next steps. I'm just being in that vision until I can feel it in every cell of my body and I'm, I'm getting excited about it. And then I gift that out to the world. And if I only have five, 10 minutes, that's all I do. If I have more time, then I'll do a meditation. I will do some journaling. I'll connect to my day. I'll set an intention for my day. I might get up and do some exercise. I might walk my dog. You know, I really vary. I try not to be too fixed about it because at different points and times in the year in my life, I want to do different things. But consciously set up your day. That's my first tip. If you don't do that, you will be in reactor mode, I assure you, with the busy lives we lead. And you'll be, before you know it, you'll be answering emails, flicking through stuff, your brain will have got into doing mode. And it's very hard then to go back into that space once you started in that kind of doing reactor mode in the morning. So set up your day consciously and really, really feel into how all that works. And I've recommended a book before called The Miracle Morning. So do go and check that book out also if you want to kind of have some input, some stimulus on how you might do that. That's my number one tip. Set up your day consciously, energetically, always energy first, connect to your vision. The second thing is like a really practical thing and it can be so transformational. I cannot even tell you. And that's to manage your time and diary. So I say, when I first speak to people, they will literally, I've been on Zoom calls with people, obviously, when I haven't been able to meet people face to face. And as I talk about this, they look at their diary and they go, oh, well, you know, I'm booked. I mean, literally, I look at my diary for the next three weeks and there is no space. And I say to them, well, that has to change. You cannot be a visionary leader and have a diary that looks like that. Okay. So to change your diary, what I want you to do is to step out and to go back to kind of, okay, what do I want my life, my diary to look like? How do I clear space? And what you're really clearing space for is the non-urgent. So you're clearing space for your life. <laughs> you know, if you've got kids and you've got priorities around your family and your life, and you think, I don't actually want to work Fridays because I want that to be my time before the weekend. Or for me, my daughter has a half day on Thursday. So I've now cleared my diary on Thursdays. I used to have coaching clients on Thursdays. I've now cleared Thursday afternoon. I've rescheduled everything. It's no problem. It means I can pick up my daughter and we know that that's our time on a Thursday afternoon. I've also cleared my diary on a Friday so I can have creative time and just kind of think and write and do whatever feels amazing to do on a Friday, right? And this is the miraculous bit of this process that I haven't stopped doing anything. And yet somehow, because I have that energy at the end of my week, I don't mind if my Tuesday and Wednesdays are booked. I'm also getting more support into my life and my work. So I'm just in the process of recruiting someone who's going to be a housekeeper stroke, help me out with my daughter to take a lot of the domestic stuff off my plate to take LRA back to school and to and fro on two days so I can two longer working days. 
that really works for me. I've created it in collaboration with Ella Ray. She loves it too. So I've now created my week. And I, I really advise you to do that with your diary. Block out time. And you've got to kind of almost turn your planning and your diary on its head. So I want you to think that the most important thing as a leader, as a founder, as a visionary is your energy and your thinking time. So I want you to make that the most important part of your day. So I want you to take a blank sheet of paper and I want you to block out that time. And think about when you're most creative. I'm most creative in the mornings, always, right? It's no point me trying to, I'll do creative time at four o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't work for me. So I always have my creative time in the mornings. I've got my client days booked out on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Then they can flow into Monday if they need to. But Tuesday and Wednesdays are essentially my client times. Thursday is my content creation morning. Friday is my creative time. And I've now scheduled that, that in. And so manage your time and energy in your diary and you have to create it from scratch. Don't try and go into your current diary and start moving things around. It won't work. Just think about what's the time I want to block out and block out that time and then work everything else around it. And to do this effectively, you really have to hold your boundaries, right? So somebody recently, I was struggling to get in my diary. They wanted to go in on a Friday. It was reasonably sized piece of work and a piece of work I really wanted to do. And I nearly booked them in on a Friday. And then I was like, hold on, Lisa. No, 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 no. You said you want your Fridays. And so I just messaged them back and said, I'm sorry, it's going to have to be next week. I can't fit anything in this week. They were totally fine about it. It didn't have to happen this week. So again, we convince ourselves that everything needs to happen now. And actually what I found, and I don't do it for this reason, but what I found when I say to somebody, look, I can't fit you in for two weeks, I'm completely booked, but I can book in this time. In a way, it makes you more desirable and attractive if you're a coach and consultant, because they think, wow, you know, this person's obviously doing well. I really want to work with her. She seems really successful, right? I don't do it for that reason, but I'm saying there's no negative to it because that's actually what they say. They don't say, oh, this person's really awkward. I'll go and work with someone else. And if they do, then fair play. You know, if we come from a place of abundance, there's never any lack. It doesn't matter if they go off and work with someone else, right? Because we're coming from a place of abundance. The right clients will find you. The right clients will wait. So I've realized in the last couple of weeks, having gone through this process myself and talking to clients about it, that actually it's one of the first steps is to create space in your diary. Because until you do that, you can't think properly anyway. It's impossible. So do that. And the other thing I've been saying to my clients is, if you've got a an assistant or an EA, which really, you know, if you're at a senior level, you need an executive assistant who can proactively manage your diary and, you know, anticipate. That's what EAs do, I think. You know, they anticipate. They know what your priorities are. They know how to protect your time, right? So you need a really good EA who can say to people, no, I'm sorry, that time's not available. How about this? You know, if there's an issue, they can come and talk to you about it, but they don't just double book your diary, right? And they and they really respect your time and space and energy in your diary. So that's my number two tip. So just to recap, number one is set up your day. Number two is to manage your time and your diary and your energy. And once you do that, my third tip is to really look at your vision and your priorities. So again, we think we're working on our priorities but we're really not. We're working on often the thing that's most urgent today. Assuming that at some level, our diary will get less busy and we'll have time to do something different, which never happens. 
So once you've created that space, once you're setting up your day and you're in the energy and you've really got that sense of vision, once you've cleared space in your diary where you can really connect to the bigger picture and the vision and the big priorities, I want you to think about those priorities. And again, it's going back to your vision, coming out of the day-to-day. So that's why you need to clear space in your diary to do this. So to come out of the day-to-day and say, right, this is my vision. So, okay, what's my, if I'm really going to claim that vision, I'm really going to like motor forward in a positive way for the next year or even the next three to six months. What's the big moves? That's what I like to ask myself rather than, oh, I'll do a bit of social media. Or I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll, I'll get one more client. It's like, what's the big moves, right? So launching this podcast was a big move for me. This is about me getting my impact out into the world, sharing what I know with a bigger audience, starting to create this movement that I'm, I know I'm here to create. I've now got a PR agency. That was a big move. I'm now all about creating collaborations and co-creations with other people who are on this mission in the world. That's another big move. So can you feel where I'm operating from? I want you to really feel into what's the big moves here. If we only achieved three things between now and Christmas for me and my business, and it literally catapulted us forward, what would those big moves be, right? And get those things moving in your business. And what you'll find that when you go from like top down, and then you go back and look at your diary, you'll be like, do we really need to do that? Probably not. Right. And then you can start to go, we don't do that and we bench that. Right. So we're just focused on these things. It also makes you super clear from a communication perspective that you can go to your teams and say, right, these are the big priorities. I want to know, like, how are we organizing things to deliver these? And you know what? If there's other stuff coming in that isn't against those three priorities, I give you every permission not to do it or to have a discussion with me. You want my help? I will help you figure this out. Your leader will help you figure it out, whatever. Right. But you start to take stuff out. I don't know why, but as human beings, we hate to take stuff out and we hate to say no to stuff, right? And there's something in this busyness that's really addictive. But when I go into organizations and I start to talk to people and they tell me they're really busy, one of the things I get them to do a really simple exercise to say, okay, so I want you to go back and I want you to look at everything in your diary and all the projects that you've got. And I want you to say, if it was my business and I was doing the things that I absolutely knew were crucial to moving this business forward, does that hit the mark or not? And it's amazing how little people in business ask themselves that sort of question. There's like this organizational process thing that goes on where we create a plan and strategies and goals and tasks that come off the goals. And then these guys over here have got different priorities to you. And it all gets so complicated that a lot of what I think we need to do is just simplify and say, does that move us forward? Is it really important? Does it give us like a huge jump or does it give it an extra 10%? And if it only gives us 10%, bugger it, let's shelve it. Let's come back to it later. Let's look at it when we've got time. And the reality is, I often say to people that if you stop doing like 50% of your to-do list and it wasn't that important, probably no one would even like really notice or care if you were really delivering on the big stuff. 
So can you feel what I'm saying here? When I, I wanted to give you a really practical sense today of what it feels like to be the creator rather than the reactor. Because I have that concept very embedded in my body, but I know it can feel a bit intangible. So let me paint a picture for you just as we finish this episode. So rather than you, you know, waking up, looking through emails or going to the office and seeing your diary booked out between nine and five and running through the meetings and running from one thing to the next and feeling like, you know, you're just constantly stretched and then leaving work and dashing home to get the kids and getting the tea on and getting them to bed and flopping into bed yourself and that whole like, you know, or just kind of like working late and getting into bed and whatever if you haven't got kids. Can you feel the energy of that? Can you feel how draining that is? And it's draining because it's a lot, but it's also draining because you're not in charge of it. You're actually feeling disempowered and feeling disempowered and out of control just exhausts our energy supply. It's like we're constantly putting energy out and we've got nothing going into the reservoir. So we're going to let go of that one because I know that plays really well. I know I don't like it. (laughs) So we're just going to let go of that one. And then I want you to imagine this reality where you wake up with maybe with your Lumi alarm clock and you connect to your day and you connect to your biggest vision. So say for me, it's about revolutioning, revolutionizing life and work and, and really like claim that vision. Oh my goodness. Imagine the world when that's different. Imagine a world where business is all about fulfilling the individual and the collective, you know, that we create these joyous places to work, where we make a difference in the world, where people can't wait to work in my enterprise, where I get to create an amazing, successful business and have a brilliant life. And I get to have it all. I don't have to choose. So as I say those things to myself, I'm like, oh, I love all that. That makes me super excited. And actually, when I connect to that, it then makes me want to journal on it. You know, I can feel the ideas start to pop as soon as I do that. And then I'm going to set, I'm going to, my, I might journal, I might meditate, etc. But then I'm going to set an intention for my day. So I'm just feeling into my day. I'm not looking what's in my day. I'm just setting an intention. Okay. And your intention might be, do you know what? I'm going to really relax and chill with my day today. And even if I'm busy, I'm just going to flow with it. I'm just going to move with it. I'm just going to keep this sense of energy and space as I go through my day. <sighs> Amazing. Right. Then you're going to have managed your time and energy and your diary. So again, as I said to, said to my clients this week, you know, this might take a couple of months to bed in because you're not only changing your behavior, you're changing the behavior of the people that have worked with you. And you're probably changing the behavior of your assistant and EA as well, right? So this might take some boundaries and some creation over the next couple of months. But believe me, this is transformational. When you get this right, you are going to feel like a new person. So I want to say that to you because I've done it. I've done it with clients hundreds of times and it's totally transformational. So even if it feels a bit sticky at the beginning, even if you feel like, oh, drifted back again, my diary's really busy again, it's okay. Just regroup, recalibrate and reset and do it again. And you'll be so pleased you did this. It will be amazing. Okay. And the third step is set your vision and priorities. And the most crucial part of that is taking stuff out, you know, and saying no to stuff and delaying stuff and not feeling like it's not about doing more. It's about doing the crucial strategic things that move you and the business forward. 
And you'll have to do way less of those than you think in order to drive the business forward. So it's always about simplification. It's always about taking out complexity. And people talk about that, but they don't do it very often. So you have to set that up as the leader, as the visionary, as the founder. You have to do it first. You have to communicate that out. And then you have to hold those boundaries for everybody else. Okay. Because we're talking about shifts in behavior here and shifts in culture. So it will take some time probably to bed this in. But the more you do it, the more you hold this energetic, the faster this will change. So I hope this has been really super useful and practical for you. I hope that you're leaving this episode and going, right, I could do that. I can do these things. I'm going to set it in place. Okay. So that's my intention that you really set these things in place and that this is super duper practical for you to go and do this. And this is useful for anybody in business, actually, not just visionary founders. This is stuff that I've taught in big corporations like L'Oreal and Penguin and Tesco and all the different organizations I've worked in in the past. So whether you work for yourself, whether you've got teams, whether you haven't, whether you work for a big corporation or you're an entrepreneur, these tips are super, super useful. So do share this, share this really widely, this episode, because I know these things are transformational. And if you feel like you're ready to create big transformation in your life, do reach out to me because we've got some really awesome programs and stuff coming up. So do go onto my website, which is lisamitchell.co.uk and contact me or sign up for our email list. And there are some very, very exciting opportunities to work with me coming up. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.